Visiting Day at Camp, The Perfect Movies, and How Many Dogs Does Melissa Really Need? All this and more on Brilliant Observations. Hello, hello. Welcome to Brilliant Observations. This is Jessica Kupferman, and I am here with... You forgot? No, I can't hear myself think because of the damn music. What? You can't power through? What kind of professional are you? It kept going in and out and in and out. It was weird. I was trying to adjust it. (laughs) Well, I didn't know. Okay, we're a little rusty. We have the band hasn't been back together for a while. The band. Hi, it's Jessica Kufferman. Welcome to Brilliant Observations. I am here with the lovely and talented Melissa Brilliant, and as always, our producer, director, and head honcho in charge, John Jamingo. Jamingo and Chief Grump in charge. And yeah, and we are off and running with Welcome. a lot of stuff today because we have not been together in quite some time. And nor will we again in quite some time because I will be away next weekend. Welcome back, Jamingo. Thank you. I missed you guys. Poor Melissa's like, what? I feel your pain, Melissa. (laughs) Maybe if one of you let me finish a fucking sentence, we wouldn't have this problem. How about that? (sighs) Takes you forever to finish the sentence. Here we go, guys. Here we go. Here we go, here we go, here we go again. John, you've been away. Actually, you've been just busy. Busy AF. You good? Yeah, yeah. I just, I can't. Well, I started working with Sonny Galt on another show. It's a daily show, which basically takes four hours a day to do. Well, I have everything else to do. So I've actually just taken and made my day from, uh, you know, a 10-hour day to like a 14-hour day. Ouch. Yeah, and I spent all weekend nothing but editing, and I can't seem to get ahead, so I don't know what to do. Oh, and then I just had somebody reach out to me and ask me to be a co-host on another show. Well, that's exciting. Yeah, because it's like one of my favorite podcasts to listen to. You're kidding. No, it's called Drinks with Larry. You guys wouldn't know it, but I really enjoy the show, and he's having problems with his co-host, so I think he's kicking one to the curb, and he's bringing in a, someone from the bullpen. Do you have time for that, though? I don't have time for anything. Wait, would you be editing that one as well? No. So you could just show up, be fabulous, and walk away? I think you should try it. I think I am going to try it. You because better. You don't have a show where you don't show up, be fabulous, and walk away like me. I, well, that's true. Oh, my God. I got to tell you this story, Melissa. So I was recording She Podcast on Friday, and we had a five-minute uncontrollable laugh session. Elsie made a mistake on a URL, a website. Just that ESL, English as a second, it's just bitter in the ass this time. And Jessica goes and said the right name, and we just started laughing. And I cut it down to <laughs> oh, no. like Three two minutes. minutes. Yeah. That was two two minutes something. But it was five minutes where you can't catch your breath. You're laughing so hard. It is the funniest. I don't blooper. even know if the blooper is even that funny. It's just that the, what happened was she was, the way that she was, she was reading the news like a news reporter and she was being very crisp and official. And then she went to read the URL of where the article was coming from. And it was C-O-I-N-I-D-O-L. So she went, it's from Coiny Doll. <laughs> and I go, do you mean Coin Idol? And she just lost it. <laughs> Coin Idol. And not only that, it's in the, I mean, she couldn't breathe for five minutes. <laughs> 
It was ridiculous. So it's not that funny of a mistake. It's just that it was, but it's not even just how official she was, but also my disgust. <laughs> like you can hear in my voice. I was like, coin idol. <laughs> I was so mad at like for no reason whatsoever. I, I got to isolate this. I haven't had a chance to yet. There's one point where else. Where Jessica goes, why, Elsie? Why? She did so well for so long. Why? Why? At the end, that's painful for yeah. her. Through gasping for breath, I was like, why, Elsie? Yeah, why? 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 It is amazing. It funny. I don't know why it was so funny, but it was. So that's kind of been my week or a couple weeks. So what's been going on with you guys? Okay. Oh, wait a minute. Oh, also, I had a visit, an actual physical visit from Jessica. Yeah. We did a, she delivered a uh, mixer to me, and then we had a therapy session. Oh, fun. Uh-oh. That makes me Excuse nervous. Me. We did on some level. Why does it make you nervous? Because everything revolves around you? No, you know what? We well, didn't I didn't say it had up. anything to do with me. What are you <laughs> talking about? Why are you about? nervous? <laughs> why, are you ner- why, why would you be nervous? Well, because the two of you in a therapy session, I mean... It, oh, first oh, of all, we're fucked up. Well, yes. First of all, it could last for seven hours. Did you did you send out for food? No, I no. Even... I I cut. We had to cut it off at like at, at like an hour. I think I was there for yeah. like an hour, right? Yes. I got home and I was like, "I'm sorry, I'm so late." He was like, "I expected you to be at least another two hours. Didn't you go see John?" Yeah. <laughs> I was like, "How did you know that?" <laughs> yes, I did. I love it. I wish I said to Stuart, I wish you would have told me you expected me to be later because that way I could have actually enjoyed myself longer and not thought about you waiting at home like, where are the fuck yeah, is he? I, yes, exactly. I truly wish that I had known that he had known that I was going to be slacking off because then I could have just enjoyed it and not felt anxious about it. Yeah. Yes. That's totally unfair. Because it looks like the mother-in-law syndrome is going to be forever now. I fa- oh yeah so I already this was part of the therapy I think yeah it was um but here it is Melissa I've figured out what bothers me about Meryl it's not her living here she's not she's a delightful delightful woman but who washes your dishes and your clothes and does all of these things for you yes yes the reason she bothers me is because she is everything in my life, I have struggled to avoid turning out to be. She is a professional homemaker and she takes that job very seriously. She hems, she runs errands, she thinks up fun recipes, she notices when like a door is creaky and asks for WD-40. I hated the fact that my mom, I didn't hate the fact that my mom was a homemaker. I just knew I didn't ever want to do that or be that or care about that stuff. Like, I mean, my mom was not even as, as extra as Meryl is like, like there was one point last week where Meryl was like, um, she came in the house and she was like, there's a board creaky on your deck. It's going to kill somebody. Went to use the bathroom, comes out and goes, your toilet seat's on its last legs. Asked me for something in the kitchen. And then when I handed it to her, she was like, how do you use this thing? And I was like, I don't fucking know. I and don't do you know. Have stamps? <laughs> do you have stamps? Yeah. Do you have? St- I don't know. It's a meat <laughs> thermometer. You fucking stick it in. It's not a compass. Fucking Ooh, stick mate. it in the meat. So like, uh, but but like, I, I don't want to care about any of those things. Jessica, I- haven't you had a conversation with your spouse saying we need a wife? Haven't you had that conversation He's with Scott? wife? He's just sick and like, you know, kind of bummed out a lot of the time. He's coming back, but like. No, she's the she's, wife. She, now Meryl is the wife. And yes. it's like, now Meryl's the wife, but she, 
so when we were getting married, we had to put her on a one phone call a day limit because every time she has a thought, yeah, that's right. I said it. They're laughing. <laughs> one phone call a day. Because anytime, she, first of all, she's a consignment store and it sold bridal. So she was already all up in my business about my dress and my shoes and my this and my that. But anytime she had a thought, she would come to me, she would call me and tell me it. And I couldn't keep track of it all. So like out of nowhere, it would be like, What's your dad doing for tuxedos? I'm like, it's fucking April. I'm getting married on Halloween. I don't fucking know. He's well, I had this idea and I, there's a coupon for this in the mail. You know, listen, one time a day, write it all down. She goes, what if I forget? I'm going to forget something. I'm not going to be able to tell you. I'm like, make a list. There's always tomorrow. Call Find me tomorrow. some paper. One time a day, I will go through all of these things with you and we will talk about them. But I, you cannot call me anymore during the day. You can't do it. Well, so now I live with that. But here's so the thing. I, you're, I you're onto it right there. So what you do is when she has all these things with the board and the toilet seat and all that, you give her a notebook, a steno book, and you say, here, write it all down. You just Don't. said steno book. It's un- sometimes it's not even worth writing. I'll give you an example. Today, she locked me out of the house and I had a call. She, We never, I shouldn't say this because I'm about to say something on air that's Yeah, we got it. Same here. We got Go ahead. It, we know. I very yeah. rare there's one door that I keep open for r- various reasons, okay? And she locked it and then left. And and I had a call at 1:30 with a sponsor with a network sponsor, a, a podcast network, a relatively well-known one. I could not be late for this. It took me forever to nail down this woman for a half hour. And so I get home I'm sweaty and I have 20 minutes before the call so I can like, you know, do a little research and like take my computer upstairs and I'm locked out of the house. So I'm fuming because we, this was never an issue until she was like, that's not safe. You shouldn't do this. So I was like, okay. So when we leave, when no one's there, fine, I'm fine with it because I'm in a car and there's a garage door opener, which I don't have. I gave mine to Laura when I was traveling one time. So I have no garage door opener, no key. So I have to make her come home from the grocery. She's at the grocery store. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Please don't yell at me. I'm like, I'm not going to yell at you. I know you didn't know that I don't have a key, but I'm going to be late for this call. So if you could leave you know, the cart where it's at, get no, in your car. No, she checked out. Put the ice cream away. She checked out, rushed home. Uh, and then she let me in. So I, I go inside. So first of all, I was going to just do my call in the car because I was afraid that if I got out of the car, she would A, need me to help her carry the groceries. I didn't have time. And B, tell me about everything she bought, which I couldn't listen to because I didn't have time. So I go to the park, but I'm having technical difficulties. I can't get onto Zoom through my phone or whatever reason. I have no, I, I have nothing else with my phone, nothing. And so I decide, fuck it. It's, you know, I'm right down the street. I saw, I think I saw her drive by. I'm just going to run inside, run upstairs and pretend like she's not there. <laughs> so I run inside and she's like, Jess, I'm so glad you're here. Is everything okay? I'm so sorry. I'm like, mom, I can't talk right now. I have two minutes to get on this call. Okay. But um, we're making Mexican corn for dinner. And do you have a preference? I was like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> but I had to stop for a minute because I was like, well, what do you mean do I have a preference? Mexican corn? As in, do I want it to be Mexican? No, but I didn't know. <laughs> no. <laughs> do no, you but... want your corn to appropriate another culture? <laughs> uh, what, what's she asking me, right? So I'm like, uh, what do you mean? She goes, well, I mean, we might have ground beef in it. I don't know if you like it to be like full fat or if you want it to be a little bit lean or I don't know. I mean, and I was like, listen, I... I got to go. I don't care. Do whatever you want. I don't care. We're trying a new recipe. We're really excited. Izzy's here. We're going to try a new recipe. And so, so not only is she, is she embody everything I've never wanted to be as a woman, but like, because it's her whole life, what else is she going to talk to me about? But this shit, she's not going to talk to me about, well, it's definitely not going to be about me because that would be ridiculous, right? It's going to have to be about her. It's never going to be about me. And then like, 
it's always going to be about stuff I don't give a fuck about. That's just how I'm going to, I'm just going to have to deal with it. But it makes me feel, it pokes at every insecurity I have about being a mom and a wife, not a person, not a woman. And you figured all of this out. So I have a lot of time on my hands to think about it, Melissa. I really do. Well, you just have an opportunity now to realize why it's bubbling inside of you. And you say, look, Here's an example right up close of how I don't want to live my life. Thank God she's here because that board was creaking, that seat was breaking, and what did you have to teach her how to use? Uh, the meat thermometer. The, the meat thermometer. You, and and wait it. Say, say, pretend like it's your son's tushy when he was little. Put it in and wait for the temperature to come up. Like it's as simple as simple can be. So now you have a housekeeper. You cannot think of it as. As mom, you have to think of it as her profession. She has a job. She's doing a job in your house. She was doing it in her house and you didn't want to hear about it. Now she's doing it much closer. And along with her becomes Scott's sister and her kid. Like it's a speaking of that, speaking of that, something's going on with Laura. I don't know what it is, but she dropped Izzy off for an indefinite amount of time last night. What? What? Izzy, what does that Izzy, mean? She needs a break from her mother. Izzy needs a break from my sister-in-law for whatever reason. So we don't know how long she's going to be staying here, but she's sleeping on my couch. Meanwhile, my father's coming on Sunday because I'm going out of town to Denver. So now as I'm get preparing to go on a trip, I am I have in my house my mother-in-law, my niece, my husband, my little boy, and my dad's coming like in a couple of days. Wow. So I'm like, welcome to the circus. Glad you're here. That is a big wow. That's a full house of of Right now, I am alone in my house. Yeah, I've I mean, never been happier. In comparison, I mean, Izzy is not, again, she's not a bother. She's very quiet. She doesn't, she's not bothersome. But like, I woke up this morning and realized I couldn't go sit in my family room to work because Izzy was sleeping in there. And I couldn't go in my office because Meryl was slip across the hall. Like, I, I felt like a, I was like a, a woman with no country. I went to Panera. Yeah, you're a guest in your own house. It's yes. quieter at Starbucks. You might want to take and also a it's trip. It's becoming very cluttered here because she, because she keeps going home. Like every time she goes and runs an errand, she comes goes home, comes back with shit I don't want. So it's like, so it's like, do you have a pickle plate? I do. I have a pickle plate. Can you go find it? It should take you about four no, hours. She, she, <laughs> she'll come to wherever I am holding the pickle plate and go, I brought this pickle plate. Do you have a pickle plate? And I'm like, mom, I got a pickle plate for my wedding. I got my mother's pickle plate when she died, and I'm sure Ira had a pickle plate that we have too. I have three pickle plates. I do not want your pickle plate. Please take it back to your house. Dear well, listeners, do you own a pickle plate? I brought this menorah thing that catches the wax for when you light the menorah and the wax. And I'm like, that's great. I have one of those. She goes, well, I have a big menorah, and I'm bringing that here too. Cool. All right. But it's July. <laughs> Again, thanks for planning ahead. Tuxedos, pickle plates. Menorah wax catcher. My- should, so Scott was like, you're overwhelming me. I can't deal with every little thing you see. I know the house is in despair. We were in despair. Back off, please. Back off. He's saying that to you? He said it to her. No, he said it oh. right to her. No, see, and that's the other thing is I have to run interference between them because he's not always nice to her. He gets very frustrated with her and he slashes out at her. And she's here because she was already married to an asshole. So I don't need Scott to be one to her too. So, but, but finally he was just like, mom, I can't, you cannot tell me about any more things that just make a list and we'll go through it, please. In the way your home is a shelter for all in your family is the same way that my home is a shelter for all 
poodles in the tri-state area. So another poodle. Well, you're, you're just taking, no, I'm saying you're taking them in. You're, oh, okay, Izzy, come on over. Uh, uh, okay, mom, come on in. And he, oh, okay, dad. Oh, I do. Actually, you invited your dad because you needed help. So that's lovely that he's coming, but you're yeah. just bringing in relatives from everywhere. However, your relatives have a, except for Izzy, it seems, have a date where, you know, they have something to move on to after you. I guess I would have felt better about it if I wasn't spontaneous because I could have cleaned out my kitchen a little bit and made room for her stuff or like Emily's room or the closet. But like, it's like all of her house is now beginning put on top of the clutter in my house. And it's so kind why don't of making, you tell her to start working on the clutter in your house? It's what? making Scott and I like a crawl out of our skin. Well, because then because then I'll have all day of, I don't know what to do with this. I don't know where to put this. Does this go somewhere? Did you want to throw this out? I don't know what to do with this one. Like I, she, even if I say just decide, it won't, she will not do it. I told and, go ahead. I was going to say, and as much as that sounds like a big mistake, it's not as big a mistake as getting another dog. <laughs> yeah. Like, don't you have, how many do you have right now specifically? How many dogs? I have two. And one of my two has like a three month, you know, expiration date on him because he's got cancer and Addison's is he's the So you thought dog. now would be a good time. So when it comes that dog to a new dog, you're going to make him in his last months of life deal with a new dog. When it comes to rescue, I don't feel like timing is something you have control over. Um, It wasn't the right time for your mother-in-law to move in with you. It wasn't the right time for Izzy to start sleeping on the couch. These things happen because they were in need of a place and you're a place. These dogs, I, I, it's partially my fault because partially, partially, it's partially my fault because on Facebook I am a member of a group called Crazy Poodle Ladies, Poodles Rehome and Rescue, right? So every once in a while something pops up, and I'll scan down, I'll I'll swipe down, and I'll see, oh, there's a beautiful dog in California and in Texas and in Florida. I'm like, oh, too bad I don't live there, and then pops up one in the town adjacent to mine and i almost shit my pants so basically what you're saying is hey dog that's uh, on its last leg meet your replacement <laughs> no he's you meeting, can die now now he's meeting wilby's replacement who by the way there's no replacement for that dog i worshiped him um but so this dog is a puppy mill rescue he is, I don't, I'm five, nine and I don't have to bend down to scratch his head to his scratch his neck. He Holy is, shit. You're he's adopting so a monster. He's a, he's a monster and he's docile and he's sweet. And I mean, I offered to foster, well, I have to talk to Stuart first, but I know you haven't even Stuart, talked to Stuart, but already you're no. like, I can't wait to have him in the house. I mean, I have to talk to Stuart. I've talked to Stuart, but I'm going to offer to foster to adopt. So I will have him see I mean, because they're. They're animals. You know, if our dogs don't get along, it's a shame. I'm keeping the dogs we have. You know, they they have priority. They're my children. So, but but if there's a dog that I can help who is six minutes from my house and who is sweet and gorgeous and well-behaved, but he's still intact, so they're going to... Why does he need to be fostered? What happened to his ha- home that he's in now? Well, he never had a home. He was in a puppy mill and he's he's breed peak of what the breed should be he is tall and gorgeous but he wouldn't breed for them he wouldn't do it he stopped humping he didn't i don't think he started he just wouldn't breed for them he wasn't having it so they had no use for him because it's a business for them not a great place for a dog to live so he dropped them off 
he was dropped off at this shelter. So I saw him. So he's a same sex poodle? What? Maybe, maybe, maybe he's gay. I don't know. He could be. He could be the first gay poodle. No, he's probably the opposite of that. There are probably a million gay poodles. They're gay. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know. Poodles he's- are so gay. <laughs> poodles. If any dog is gay, it's a poodle. Come on. Um, that might even make me love him more. So I went to meet him today. Not saying it wouldn't. It's definitely a plus, not a minus. Right. So I went to meet him today and he's just, he's so gorgeous. I did post pictures on Facebook or Insta. You can see them there. Um, he's just, he's just beautiful. And, and a lawnmower came by and he couldn't care less. And somebody slammed a screen door and he didn't flinch. He was just this He's this beast. He's this beautiful, beautiful beast. And it's sad as fuck. So many reservations about this. And I'm going to say, you know, how do you you know? Like, in other words, what if they gave this dog something to calm it down while you were there? I got a story. Yes. And then you take it home and it's a goddamn man. It's a crazy dog. Okay. So I have a story. My dad, back in the 60s, I was under seven years old. He found this black, gorgeous German shepherd. His name was Satan. Should have been a clue. But anyhow, the guy brings the dog over and they're playing with him and throwing a stick and everything. And uh, like, okay, they tie the, back then you tied the dog, you had a chain, you chained the dog outside. Okay, we didn't have fences. So we put a chain so the dog could go to the bathroom. You let the dog go out, get some exercise. You brought the dog back in. It was what happened in the 60s. What kind of exercise do you get tied to a tree? Just let me run back and forth and bark at the neighbors. So that's not the point. So what happened was the guy leaves and my dad goes out to give the dog some water. And that dog waited until my dad got in range where he knew he couldn't get away. And he leaped and attacked my dad. Now, my dad was six foot two and a big guy. And he had to go to the hospital to get stitches. And he could not get near that dog. They had to bring the guy back, bring him back so they could get the dog off the chain. Because the dog... So you got to be careful that people, because they know that they want to get rid of the dog. They bring you over, give the dog a little Benadryl. It's a little dopey and all that stuff. That's, so. a, um, that's a tactic that they use in pet stores. And this to, dog came from a... This dog did not come from a pet store. He's at a rescue where they are loving him. They got 30 um, requests for him, but they weren't from people who have the experience that we have. And she said they just weren't right, right fit homes for this dog. They either had smaller children or they had no experience with a dog that size. He's enormous. He's a big freaking dog. Um, and you are right in, in the respect that when you get a rescue animal home is when it's probably a couple of months before their personality really comes out. They don't have a chance to even figure out who they are because they've been in such survival mode for so long. You don't get to see the quirks or the foibles or the tree-chained craziness. John, if your father chained me to a fucking tree, I would wait till he was close enough to to lunge at him and I would tear his ass apart. Well, he came from Philadelphia and it was a lot better place the dog was going to a better home. I know everybody talks about it. We ended up building a, a pen for him that you could put him in a pen when he was, when you took him out. So you kept him? Oh, yeah. He was the best. He was an amazing dog. And vicious is all hell. But once you got to know him, like my, that dog, when my, if I was in the house with my dad and everything, Satan. and my dad raised his voice to me, Sate would raise his lip and growl. Urgh. My dad would go, 
when I get him out of the house, <laughs> we're going to have a talk. Nobody could touch me. That was the best dog to have. He was crazy. But I mean, when he was when he knew you, he loved you. My brother and, has dogs like that. He always has. He has a black German Shepherd. And I mean, I think it's like, first of all, they're so gorgeous, but I think they need a job. They have something to do and they're very protective and they're amazing do- family protective dogs. So I was surprised, though, that because your mom's poodle history that that you kept that dog after it had its way with your father. They I'll tell you what, we've had poodles and we've had German Shepherds and vicious German Shepherds and vicious poodles. And I'll take a vicious German Shepherd over vicious poodles because poodles are not only vicious and nasty, they're sneaky. They're very smart. It's not good. Like you want a dumb dog. Everyone's like, oh, poodle, super smart dog. No, no, no. I want to say sit and have you sit. I don't want to say sit and have you say, why? What do you have? Is it a cookie? I don't want to cook. You got meat. You got bologna. You got cheese. That's what I want. Don't pick your fucking treat. I said sit. So you don't want a dog that's too smart because they're smarter than you at times. You just want a dumb dog. Mm. And this dog, again, I said we would foster to adopt because even coming into a home where you don't really have your personality and quirks out yet, I have other dogs. That's a lie. It needs to be a good match. So if it's not a good match, then I've already, what? It's not foster to adopt. It's, it's, I'm going to say foster to adopt, but it's adopt. You're never going to give that dog away. I know. Why? You. Just because I had a fucked up dog with OCD that I kept for 10 years, medicated as far as he could be. And yes. he was still a crackhead. Yes, that's why. And am, I loved him more than anything. Am I right that his name's going to be Mighty? That is what we're working with right now. Mighty we're open. Brilliant. We're open because Stuart wanted to get a small dog and name it Mighty because that's funny. But this dog is Mighty. He is enormous. He is, I was blown away. Either I only collect runty dogs, standard poodles, or this dog is just off the charts. He's probably a beast. He's and then the other thing is that, especially with poodles, they pick one person, which will be you, and the other three people in the house might be in danger. Danger? What are you talking about, danger? Just saying. Boy, you're are crazy. you a worry ward. I am. I, I don't like big dogs. So extra. I and love you, big I dogs. The bigger, the fatter, the lazier. And you cannot lie. It. Yeah. Big dogs are so much better than small dogs because small dogs are yippy and high maintenance. They're like little they're like little cokeheads. Big dogs are slow and nice and lazy. I love that. I like that too. Little dogs make me nervous because it, you're like a, a hair of a second away from yip to snap. And I, I don't want anything to do with that. Little yeah, dogs but you are, never get no little dog ever killed a person. Big dogs can. You don't know that. They could have had rabies. Besides rabies, so, so you are so so Stewart's doing. He's he's in court today for something something. Don't ask. And he is getting texts from me, pictures of this dog, of me with this dog. Everything you see on Facebook, I sent to him first, and it's like crickets from him. <laughs> I'm thinking, is he in court filing for divorce right now? What's happening? Save me. Yeah, I'm I can't nervous. believe. That you're going to go to you just you haven't even the one dog's not even gone yet. Oh, oh that I that it's downstairs coughing and wheezing. Yeah, that one. Yes. Look, like I said, it's so maybe it's bad timing. Maybe it's not ideal timing. But you tell this dog that's sitting in a in a an enclosure right now with a cement floor and wire all around him. I'm sorry, it's really not a good time for Melissa to come get you because she has a dog who's sick. Well, guess what? I'm not going to love that dog any less, but, you know, maybe Shirley won't 
want to play with him as much and maybe she'll take it out on another dog and he could live his last month left alone and and rubbed in bed. He sleeps in bed with us. He's he's definitely got most favorite dying dog status right now in our house. That dog's head is bigger than yours. It's a big head, isn't it? You're looking at Facebook. It's a big he's a big fucking dog. My kids are going to freak out. So I saw my kids on Saturday. We went to visiting day at camp for what, John? Running of the Jews. For the running of the Jews. It was a lot less dramatic this year. The running of the Jews. Because it was it was 107 degrees outside. So they didn't really make the Jews stand behind the rope line as much as they have in the past. Because dare you. I dare you. <laughs> because everybody had to find areas that were shaded to sit with their families. So I got to see my kids and... My in-laws came like they do every year. And like you, I have a mother-in-law that things are, she's just, I don't say no. That's what she says. I'm grandma. I don't say no. I'm like, well, there's a time to say no. It's for safety. It's for, like you can say, no. Appropriateness. Yes. I'm grandma. I don't say no. So we got seven, no fewer than seven letters from camp that said, it's going to be over a hundred degrees. Please do not bring grandparents. We will not have a golf cart to drive you around. Everything is up a hill, down a hill, up a hill, down a hill. And we would prefer that you did not bring your grandparents with you. I'm sure they want to see the kids. The kids will be home in three weeks, please. So I called my mother-in-law, had Stuart call my mother-in-law and say, look, it's going to be 100 degrees. Really, they know you love them. Please don't come. And she said, oh, you're not going? Okay, well, we'll tell the kids you said hi because it's so hot you're going to stay home. So, like, that was super cute, but, and guess what happened as we're there? What? She's feeling lightheaded and a little dizzy. Oh, no. Well, it's 107 degrees out. I can't believe they didn't cancel it. You are almost 80. Like, I don't, I don't know how this was not, and it's hard. I think for me, it's hard as I'm in my, I just celebrated a birthday. So now I'm well steeped in my mid 40s. It's hard for me to admit my age. I can't imagine at 80 how hard it's going to be to admit my age. So I get it. I get where she's coming from, but I already know my limits. I got I a question. Yeah. The tents, are they air conditioned? Oh, they're cabins? Yeah. No. They're up there in this heat with no air conditioning? Yeah. Correct. That's what camp is all about, dude. That's how do what they sleep? it's all about. How do you um, sleep with a fan up your ass? That's how you sleep. With you, a- you shower in cold water, you sleep on top of your sleeping bag, and hopefully someone has a wall fan. If not, you just sweat. Everybody has a fan. Some people have two or three fans, but everybody's got a fan. Mostly yeah. you just sweat. Oh, my God. It mm-hmm. must smell like a dog's ass up there. I don't remember it being this hot when I was a kid. However, I do remember water shortages. Like, we would run out of water on the mountain and then, like... Shower together? Only, no, we would only... No, a lot of swimming pool time. Yes, so we could have mandatory swimming because we couldn't shower. Gone in a lake, gone in a pool, gone. The chlorine was cleaning us. Nothing else was. Okay, we want to get to that. Is getting in the pool equivalent to a shower? I say no. No, no. I say no. no. Chlorine is not for bathing. It's for it's for disinfecting, which I guess is better than nothing, but certainly not better than a bath. Right. But I mean, if the choice is chlorine or zilch, I guess chlorine is the best way to go yeah and they do swim very regular twice a day they're in that pool but yeah. they they can also they're really 
there are buildings that are undercover, but not just just from the sun. That's not from the heat. The heat under it's brutal. It's the infirmary brutal. at my camp was in air conditioning, and you yes. could and the yes. and and where the counselors like where their um the break room was. Yeah, the office. Yeah, that was all air conditioned. So if you really were having a problem, you could go there for five minutes and then. John, you don't think you just get used to it? You don't think your skin just gets used to being the sofa king of hot? Just so? No, No, not at all. No, it never gets used to it. It does. I've tried. I've tried to sleep when it's hot like that, even with a fan blowing right on me. And you just, there's a puddle underneath of you. It's it's horrible. You can't sleep. It's disgusting. I told you about the time I was, didn't I, wasn't it you were talking about the attic? I was in the attic of East Cleveland Avenue, Melissa. Mm -hmm. No air conditioning, 95, 1995, 100 degree weather. I worked at Cafe Bellissimo, which not, I couldn't wear anything but a long sleeve wool shirt. I love that restaurant. I know I miss it. And then my car didn't have air conditioning. It was the only time since I was age 11 that I was a size eight. Because of all the sweating, all the sweating. All I did was sweat 24 hours a day for weeks until it rained. I think you get used to it. Uh, I don't know. I don't even about now. I mean, you hot. (laughs) You don't really. You know, when everybody moves to Florida, you know, God's waiting room. And it gets to like 65 degrees. They're all wearing jackets. They're all inside. Because their skin got used to it. Their skin got used to the heat. And now anything below 72 is... Well, I just remember this time of the year when I was working in the elevator business that every machine room was... None of them were air conditioning and everything they did was hot and sweaty. And I just remember coming home and and coming into the air conditioning and it was like the most glorious time. And yeah, I, I mean, I never got used to it. Never. You know that phrase, it's an uphill battle? Yeah. Yeah, so... When you go to visiting day at camp and you have all of these heavy, like we did bring like a pop-up tent, just like a shade tent, like you see at, at games for parents or for kids who are playing sporting events to just cool off underneath a tent um, to bring all the chairs and the food. My kids' requests for food were fucking ridiculous, but I, I brought them everything they asked for because I don't have to deal with them for seven weeks. So <laughs> um, I really think the phrase should be a downhill battle because pulling things uphill I mean, it's hard, but like you're pulling, you're using a muscle group, you know, for pulling, pulling heavy things downhill is terrifying because if they're on wheels, God forbid it comes before you, it could kill you. So if it's in front of you, it drags you until your face, your face plant. And if it's behind you, it's chasing you until it clips your heels and takes you. I think a downhill battle with all that stuff is way worse and scarier. Totally. See, once it starts to drag me, I let it go. No, because then I'm going to knock down everybody who brought their grandparents. I'm going to knock over everybody that's down at the bottom of the hill. It's like bowling, you know. bowling for old people. Yeah, get out of the way. Get right. out the that's way. Their, get out, yeah, get the out, way. out the way. Get out the way. Yeah, absolutely. I posted those pictures, too. It was an amazing day. My kids are at an age where their friends talk to you. And it's not, how is this one word answer? So their friends came over to our tent. I think it's because I made those slutty brownies, but I'll make them every year. If that draws people in to talk and tell us about the summer, we found out who's on the the hot list and we found out who is not. We found out who's, who's inappropriate touching has them blackballed in the other genders cabins. Like we found out all the good stories and it was a real, they were almost grown ups. It was a really, remember you said you loved it when Emily would come into your room and she'd be on her phone, but at least she was there. And I actually have just, video of her that I watch sometimes on a loop of her sitting in front of me, texting. 
texting and like swiping and then she does yep. a few more texting. searching social media you're just in their presence so we were with yeah. them their friends were t- it was if just i could play it on a loop feeling. on my wall like if i could play it like get a screen and just play it in my bedroom and always have her there that would be so fun it would but you'd also need to turn it in. off when we have sex though Ew. You'd need to loop in the um, wheelchair footage too, because that was adorable. That too. was really funny too, yeah, wasn't so it? Yeah, you need I to like, loop all of that in. She's very funny when she when she's uh, on painkillers, I guess. But that was probably that went south quickly. Um, <laughs> yes. So so visiting day was fucking delightful, and it was both the Good. hottest and best we've had yet, except oh. for the fact that our little trailer thing that I was pulling on wheels definitely tried to kill me on the way to the car. And like you said, Stuart opened his app and he turned the air conditioning on in his car. So by the time we got there, it's cold in there. There's no sitting down and waiting for a warm up and waiting for it's just, oh, look, here we are in air conditioning again. I was in the sun yesterday. Can you tell? I'm that so you're- burnt. I'm, my, well, so so when Isaac, when I'm in the pool with Isaac, sometimes to lift himself up, he'll grab my bathing suit here and pull. Nice. I think he did it so much that like my boobs are like legit red. That's terrible. Does he so, ever does he ever take it off and expose you to No, I've stopped him beforehand, but like my no I'm I'm just my nose is red. I'm not red really well. So no red. nip slip? No, thank God. But like I'm I feel like a tomato. I'm nip like slip a at the JCC. Tomato. I mean I'm not the only one because I saw my friend's uh daughter do it to her too. And actually, she was holding both of them at one point, and they were each grabbing one side. And she was like, oh, I saw. <laughs> um, that is scary. Well, the other thing is, Isaac, didn't he used to go up your flowy skirts? And you're like, excuse me. <laughs> yeah, remember when I almost gave him a concussion trying to get him out of there? I was like, because he pulled up my skirt and and showed my underpants to the door, the open door. Oh, no. Oh, sorry. <laughs> he pulled up my skirt to go underneath it and actually and showed my underwear to um the door where all the parents walk by and that day i think i was wearing the hot pink underwear with a donut on it it says bite me nice <laughs> and i was like really embarrassed i was like ah so i i shoved my skirt down and whip around to grab him and of course he's still stuck under the skirt so i slammed him into the cubbies <laughs> i didn't mean to but it was terrible i felt so, so- bad about that sorry buddy sorry yeah he was but like i told you to stay out of my skirt he was like yeah that was a while ago Anyway, kind of like a me too moment. <laughs> oh, be Sorry about that. Yeah. All right, so that was our that was our last week. Um I know it's off it was last week cuz I heard it on the way home from taking Ethan back after his wisdom tooth incident, but that whole Bagel Boss video, did you see that? Yeah, I've seen it before. Um turns out he's kind of a scammer. That's the guy who started berating women. He had a whole website of berating people everywhere he went. Yeah. So for the I want attention for the attention because he is super little. He's four eleven, um, and that's not a. He's got Napoleon's disease. He's got little guy's disease, and now he's he's trying to make money at this. He's supposed to be fighting other YouTubers or other people. He signed a contract to fight other people. I honestly wouldn't mind watching him get his ass kicked a few times. Yeah, I just don't want him to get a payday from it. I really think that. Why He's not? just a scammer. I just think because I don't I don't want to give like heat seeking missiles like that a target. Like I don't want to give them money for being for advanced douchebaggery. It's really right. he's ridiculous. He's I mean, ridiculous. he's been on just about every radio station and right. podcast and TV show that will have him. And he's just a, a douchebag. 
basically. Agreed. And people, for some reason, like that. And I'm trying to think if there was another guy, I don't know, a while back that kind of had the same thing where he did something awful and then ended up making bank on it. So I guess you're right, but I don't know. I I just think in, in these day and age where everybody has a camera and you can go and have something like that, it's almost now that I go back and look at it, it almost looks staged. Yeah, well, only only because he's so fucking ridiculous. Because he's mm-hmm. just so ridiculous. Like you can't even be real. Uh, yeah, I guess you could be, but you're ridiculous. Did you see the also the fight in Disney World between oh God, the no. family? Oh my goodness, there was this family in Disney World. Yeah, and the uh, cartoon uh, section of Disney World, and they had this major fist fight between like six of them. And nobody would come break it up. Like there's yeah, no police there. This. And there the guy people? comes over and then you think that you think that it's the guy's girlfriend and the next thing you know he's beating her. I, I mean somebody should have tased so him. On video you have men throwing punches at women. Yes. Yes. He he knocked and no two one's of them out. Stopping it. No one and no one's it. Stop, Isn't Disney the happiest place on earth? Oh my God. Well, if Not you're video, if you're if you're filming it with your camera, it might be. How long ago know. did that happen? It was like it was week. Yeah, it was the same. It almost happened the same time with the Bagel Boss. Yeah, guy. yeah, it was like just this past week. All you have to do is go to uh, Disney. You just Google Disney World family fight, and you'll see it. I have a friend from high school. Um, we are friends on Facebook now, but she was delightful and she works. She's a contractor, I think for Disney, something for Disney, always Disney, Disney, hidden Mickey in every ride, Disney, Disney, Disney. Um, I'll help you plan a vacation to Disney. And I can't, she was so lovely. I can't explain to you how I, how my skin crawls when I hear the word Disney, unless it's followed by movie, uh, which is delightful as well. But the fact it's like the great equalizer, it brings Every human, $0 paycheck or $2 million paycheck, everybody goes to Disney. It's a universal um, location where everybody goes. And I think that you know my theory. I've talked about it before. I don't want to go anywhere outside of 15 minutes from my house because I could run into, you know, people. So to go somewhere where all of the people go just gives me hives to think about it. It just, yeah. it makes me sick to Never think come about over to my there. house. Cause that's where I live. Well, that's where all the people go right this now. Where all the people go. So if you hate dogs, there. don't come to my house. But if you don't like people stay away from Jess's house, it's where the people go. This is where the people go. And if you hate loneliness, stay away from my house. Oh, oh my God. That was John, so melodramatic. Jamingo, do you wow. want a dog? Do you want an enormous, gorgeous no. dog? No. You have a dog. You would have to no, walk I, it. That's no. a good thing. See, I can't even take care of myself. Why would I take care of something to take care of? I would not. I don't want an animal. You are starting People, to take care of yourself. They're trying to get me a dog. Or First of all, I'm allergic to them. So that's number one. Not so that's this dog, matter. you're not. But go ahead. It okay. doesn't matter. I'm allergic. Yeah, I, I don't want to. I don't want a dog. I don't enjoy them. Uh, they've I've seen them ruin so many things. Mm-hmm. Chew, pee. I don't have anything destroy. nice, so it's okay. I don't really have anything nice. So you okay. can ruin anything you want in my house. I'd rather yeah. you not pee in my house. If you're going to do something 
Exactly. Give it a good log. I'll pick it up and tell you, oh, outside, outside. But that's it. Really? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't own nice things. I mean, I own nice enough things, but nothing mm. that if it got ruined, when we leave the house and occasionally leave that random door ajar, um, I'm all right with it. Because if you the only thing that you would want in my house is barking at you. So good luck because they will cut a bitch. <laughs> they will, their barks are pretty intimidating and nobody's coming in for that. So, well, that is, that is one positive that if you got a big dog and someone comes up to the house and they hear that, rawr, 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 yeah, they think twice before coming in. That's I mean, but if thing. your dog is docile, you don't get that bonus. Well, but, what the, you'll hear them first, but once you come in, they'll be like, do you need help carrying that couch out? That TV looks, uh, do, you want, do you want something to drink? Can I get you something to drink while you carry that out? Can I kiss your face while you're sweating? Because that's a really heavy TV. Well, like my dog, Satan, what Satan would do <laughs> was let you in the house. My dog, Satan. And then once he knew that you, he had you before you could get out, then he would pounce. My dad had an auto repair store with my two uncles, and Satan used to go over there, and Satan would be in the in the garage at night. He was the watchdog. And one time on a Saturday in the morning, the police came over, and they shook the doorknob to make sure it was locked, and Satan came right through the window. Through and the window? Went right through the window, and the cop got up on top of the cop car, and he used his radio to call back and said, hey, call Buchanan and have him come get his dog. Oh, my. Because, yeah, they had to come get the dog and, and actually put plywood up over the window that he broke. When I was tiny, our family friends had a Doberman that was trained. I mean, he was scary. And their alarm in their house was going off. And our phone number was who you call. Well, they called us at 2 in the morning because the alarm was going off and there is a foamy mouth Doberman at the window about to kill whoever's coming in to turn the alarm off. So I go over there with my father. I'm in my footy pajamas. There is a dog who is trying to kill anybody going into that house. They said to my father, sir, leave your daughter back here. And he's like, what are you talking about? His name actually was Damien. So it's, it's, not, like, it's not like people with scary dogs do not know how to name their yeah, they know. So I walk in there and and Damien sees me and he's like, his little stub of a tail was so excited. <laughs> he was so ex So I walk in there and I just, he's like eye level with me and I just hug him and I love on him. And the, the cops are like, what the fuck is going on in that house? Did she have a hamburger, a hot dog? No, you said it. He knew me. So it right. wasn't, it wasn't really an issue. He was, he was, I was family to him. I'm who he's protecting. So stay out. And I'm like, tell me the code again. <laughs> beep, pop, beep, pop. And I would, I turned it off, but I loved that dog. I love those big dogs, but I, I, I will admit I did not like carrying a screaming 74 pound dog out of the house. No, who would? And putting him in a car, but this is a younger dog. I'm going to work out. I'm going to get to the point where I can carry him. I don't know. I don't know what to do. It was devastating. I don't know what to do. All right. Enough with me. You don't and the know dog. what to do? Enough with me and the dog. I, I, I want to help him. I, I want to help all dogs. And this one's right here. Like, yeah, signs couldn't be any clearer, making it more convenient for me to save him. Oh, my um, God. What a sucker you are. I do not deny that. Um, you said there was a celebrity family that deserved to be famous. Doesn't celebrity make them famous? No, celebrity family members. So who would that, like, give me an example of what do you one. mean? Hold on. I'll, hold on. 
And while you're doing that, John, we've been talking about a couple of things the last couple of weeks that we really wanted your opinion on. So we've been putting them off to discuss them. So while she's looking, we wanted to know what you thought the perfect movie was. And we came up with a few, but we are curious as to your take. And we even reached out to our dear, dear listeners and they've kind of cricketed us. So... Yeah, I I don't even know if I have. I mean, I know there's movies that I love that I can watch over and over again, but there's so so many. Like, I love Blazing Saddles. I love Top Gun. I love uh, Caddyshack, and I love Animal House. Top Gun 2020. Are you excited? Oh, my God. It's the same exact movie. But with a woman. I watched Stop It With This, put a woman in there. No, they did. I said it's the same Now they're going to ruin it. They're going to ruin the movie. Okay, why why is it ruined? Because it's not. There's no woman test pilots up there that can do what Maverick can do. Cut me a break! I, I cannot uh, believe those words came out of your mouth in that order, and you're serious. Ridiculous thing! Everybody taking everything and making every. They're just putting everybody in. Everything has to have a woman in it now. It's ridiculous. The only thing ruined with a woman was Karate Kid. That's the only thing that was ruined. I mean, that was ruined oh, a couple wait a different ways. How about Ghostbusters? What about what? What a that was an amazing flop. movie. That was a fabulous flop. movie. Oh, stop! It was oh, great. My it God, was it's so funny. Cool. You got to keep watching. Watch it again, Jillian yeah, Holtzman. You keep watching it and watching it till it becomes funny. Go ahead, try it. All right. Um, so, who was the who were the family members that deserved to be famous? Did you so, find that? Yeah, yeah. Here's an example. Okay. Um, for example. The brother of Laverne Cox in Orange is the New Black um, has is an accomplished goth musician with five albums under his belt. His name's M. Lamar. Okay. Um, or like <clears throat> Gwen Stefani's brother, Eric, who used to be in No Doubt, left to become an animator for The Simpsons. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's talent. Sasha Baron Cohen's brother, Simon, is a highly respected professor who set up a clinic to detect Asperger's syndrome in adults. Elon Musk's mother gets interviewed and only about Elon Musk. And she talks about her his brother. She talks about her other son and how successful he is because nobody asks about him. So right. keep going. Is he on your list? No. no. Um, Ralph... Fiennes' brother, Jacob, is in charge of the UK's Holcomb Natural, National Nature Reserve. Ray Fiennes, the actor? Is that who you're talking about? Fiennes? Ray Fiennes? Ralph, Ralph? Fiennes. Well, not Ray. His, his close friends call him Rafe, but okay, that's fine. Um, we're tight. Barf. Barf. Um, his other brother is, is Joseph Fiennes. So there are two that are famous for acting, and it's the third one who's done what? He's in charge of the UK National Nature Reserve. Jude Law's sister is an accomplished painter. Penelope Cruz's younger sister is an, a, an accomplished flamenco dancer. Nice. Uh, Miley Cyrus's sister is a really good guitar player. Peter Dinklage's brother um, is a violinist and has played with Rod Stewart, James Taylor, Amy Winehouse, and Rush. Is he tall? He's not a midget. Is he average? Oh, is he average size? Is midget not a good word? Little people. Really? He's not a little person? He's not a little person. He's av- And they call us average size. Oh, and they're little? Okay, yeah. He's we're, not we're average. I didn't mean to say midget if it's bad. I didn't know that it was offensive. Ethan fights me on that one. I was okay. like, it's not. That's what they said in health class. I'm like, I've met your health teacher. Well, it's, yeah, we're dwarf. Moving Whatever. on. Right. Doesn't matter. Jenny McCarthy's younger sister is a title-winning 
title-winning bodybuilder and fitness model. Michelle Obama's brother, Craig, is a star in finance and basketball. How about that? How about that? And Rupert Grint's brother, the kid who was in... Uh, Harry Potter. Yeah, his brother's yeah. a professional race car driver. Hey. Is he? Yeah. Is he a ginger as well? He is not. But uh. he does have that same swoopy haircut. Okay. Swoopy. Mm. I said swoopy. I like it. And I meant it. Okay, so there's one story before we get off here that I saw today that really disgusted me. Uh-oh. And it's about pay your lunch debt. And if you don't pay your lunch debt, they're going to take you away and because you can't afford your children and give your kids away to foster care. And if that is not one of the most, I, I'm trying to think of what kind of tactic that is, but it's bullshit. And it's all over about $22,000 yes. that one school has. $22,000. Here in the great state of Pennsylvania, I was mortified when I read that article. And I just started to think to myself today that a lot of times there's a lot of kids around here that, you know, let's face it. There are some kids around here that don't have a lot. And that, that meal is the only really good meal they get during the day. And I'm thinking to myself, well, you know, we raise taxes for all this other bullshit that's going on and, you know, schools, whatever. So why can't we just raise the taxes a little bit and make sure that everybody gets lunch? There's not that shame where you got to go up there. You get the, And you know what they used to do when I was a kid? was you used to have a lunch ticket. You could go buy a lunch ticket. And if they gave you a lunch ticket, they made it a different color. So when you took the lunch ticket out, they knew that you were getting a free lunch. And that's bullshit, too. That's horrifying. Why would they do that? Why would they put that scarlet letter on your shirt? Exactly. That's exactly what it is. And, you know, for $22,000, I swear, if I had $22,000, I would go up there right now and write a check and say, all right, now shut up. It's like, oh, well, we want to make sure that everybody knows that they just can't rip the school off. We started to talk about this once before because we donate our our leftover, whatever's left in their lunch accounts. Instead of rolling over to next year, we donate it to whatever, whoever couldn't afford to pay their, um, exactly. their lunch things, which I don't know if they're doing in their school to be over $22,000 when their budget is prop. First of all, don't they have ketchup as a vegetable? No, isn't that counted? Stop it. Tomato is a fruit. So it's counting that as a vegetable. Just add sugar and everything. It's a condiment, not a vegetable. It's insane. Well, they counted it. No, they don't. The school lunches are really no incredible victory for the children. Like, ha ha ha. Look what I see. New Jersey, they have, they have a lovely, the New Jersey school system is like what you think school would be like in heaven. Everything is pristine and clean and healthy food and healthy options in vending machines and everybody gets lunch and there's lots of, I mean, it's amazing. That's, it's unbelievable. Going to school in New Jersey is like a gift from God. When we went and we had the, you know, you had a hot lunch, which you could get, you know, you knew what the lunch was before, ahead of time. And if you didn't want that, they had what was a bag lunch, which was a sandwich, a piece of fruit and two cookies that were amazing. Sometimes I would get the, you know, you just want to be able to buy the cookies. Yeah. So, and again, it, at the time, well, listen, this is how far back I go. It was 45 cents for lunch. Mine was a dollar. 45 cents. Ours wow. were a dollar. John, what kind of cookies were they? You had me a cookie. What kind of cookies? I, 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 you know what? It was, <laughs> I don't even know. It was like a white cookie, but it was, I guess it was kind of like a sugar cookie, but it was so much better than a sugar cookie. I don't even know what it was. I'm really sorry, you guys, but I have to go. I'm sorry. I know you do. Sorry. Bye, Jessica. All right. Now that Jess is gone. <laughs> Yeah, she had a call to take. Um, yeah, so back to, sure, I would love to pay off. You're right. If I had $22,000, I would love to pay that off and tell them to shut the fuck up. Like, I, I, what they're saying is if you, it's bad parenting, they'll take you to court and you could lose your kids. 
Right. Thank if you, you don't very pay much. this amount of money. Thank and, you very much. Right. And they say, well, some people, it's up over $450. $450. You're going to take your, somebody's kids away for $450. I mean, the, whoever did this should be fired and removed from their position. Right. They sent that letter threatening that this is right. what could happen. Pay your bill. Right. And from what I remember, the, nobody signed it. It just said Philadelphia. It just said the name of the school. There was no, that was a different, that was, an, that was uh, Doug Stanhope, the comedian Doug Stanhope. Oh, I Stanhope. love Doug Stanhope. <laughs> yeah, he was just, uh, they sent the, <laughs> he went on Yelp and gave the Rio Hotel in Las Vegas yeah. a horrible review. And since the Rio is part of Caesars Entertainment, Caesars Entertainment sent Doug Stanhope a letter saying that he's banned from all Caesars properties in Las Vegas. Whoa. And as a comedian who needs that gig? Well, I guess. But the fact that he came in. So now do they do that to everybody that gives that Yelp somehow one star review or a bad review? Do they throw everybody out? Or maybe they could take some of the criticism and try to fix their properties. You know what I'm saying? I doubt that. Do you know, have you ever seen anybody take criticism well and, and better themselves from it? Yes, I have. A lot of businesses that actually do well take criticism from their customers because if they make their customers happy, their customers will always come back. But that's the thank you so much for that review. We will look into it's so easy to say that it's so easy to say, I'm sorry you had a terrible experience. I'm going to look into how this happened. Please know that it is not our goal to make sure that there are short hairs in your bed when you get there and dirty other people's dirty condoms in the sink. Like we dirty used. Yeah. I wasn't going that way. Um, so an apology would have been great. It doesn't take anything to apologize, especially on the internet. It takes right. no effort to apologize. Now, just think Doug Stanhope took that letter and put it on all his social media. Who has hundreds of thousands of people that follow him. All right. Now they sent that and look at all the bad publicity they got. From, do you think anybody is on Caesar's side for this? No, no absolutely, absolutely not. not. Now, anybody who wants to go to Vegas, they they basically just had a bad review. And instead of trying to fix the issue that the customer had, they took a gun out and shot themselves in a the foot. Right. Because now I know that Rio, Caesars, any in that package, when we go back, we're certainly not going to stay there. Ha ha ha. Right. Just because that's not a very customer friendly. You're in the customer service business. When you're a hotel or something like that, that's exactly what you're there for. Right. And there's a person whose job it is to kiss your ass and apologize. Like there's a customer service representative. Why was it that not that person who addressed this? And it was. Yeah. And, you know, he came into a room. It was a suite and it was filthy, filthy, dirty. And I think that part of it, what there was like used condoms in one of the rooms or something like that. And they weren't even picked up. I mean, how do you, I wouldn't even sleep in a room. I would, would even want to be there. Now, I wouldn't have gone to Yelp first. I would have gone to the front desk. And if, if Stuart's sister was involved in this, she would have owned a piece of Caesars. But um, <laughs> she's the lawyer and she can, um, she gets stuff done. So there are other ways he could have gotten more from the experience. Stuart once had, <laughs> oh no, Stuart once had at a Caesars in Atlantic City, a tray of drinks spilled all over him. And oh, that's all, the worst. All of our drinks were just spilled all over him. It's kind of the winter, um, and we are down there for somebody's 50th 
birthday party and we were staying over the night and all of his clothes are gone now. Like he's, he's screwed. So they said, we will dry clean your clothes tonight. We'll have it back to you. And, but in the meantime, I'm going to run to the gift shop to get you a shirt that you can wear, which is also publicity for them, by the way. And Stuart had the nerve to look at him and say, oh, something warm <laughs> because he's covered in drinks and it's air conditioned. It was, it was a hot mess. And he got a Caesars hoodie out of the, <laughs> out of the deal because nice. he requested something warm. But they dry cleaned his clothes, had him hang. They're, they're in the business of customer service. You are nothing as a hotel, anything without customers. So I'm surprised that either Doug didn't have it remedied without Yelp, and I'm surprised that they were so nasty and banned him for life. It seems just like a bad choice. Hmm. All right. So the next thing I see here is I have parameter 15 minutes, maybe 20 max. What does that mean? That means I don't, you know, I don't leave the house. Stuart said. Oh, so you have a perimeter, not a parameter. Stuart said, I need you Sunday night. We're going out for dinner. And I said, uh, really? <laughs> Do you really need me? Because of the two of us, you're delightful. And I'm kind of a pain in the ass. I don't, I don't find that true. So he, okay. it's someone with whom he works. And I, and I said, all right, we're, we're going to a restaurant. You know, it's kind of a timed thing. We're in, we're out. It's, it's a dependent upon the kitchen. He said, no, we're actually going to their house for dinner. Oh, I'm, I'm with you on this one. <laughs> okay. And, and it's, it's really more my personality than the situation. Like I, I don't want in on that. Turns out that last night we had a delightful time. Of course. They are so lovely and they have, they have a golden doodle in their house that, you know, you know me. Of course. Um, so, but they are, they are so nice. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Before getting there, I just the the feeling of dread, the it's feeling the of anxiety of the unknown. Yes. Like what were they serving? What if it's something you don't like? Do you have to force it down? What 30, did they have? 35, 40 minutes from the house. Oh, so you don't even like to drive. I don't well, I don't want to go. And now Stuart has a new car that's like a spaceship that's wonderful. But still, I don't want to go anywhere ever. And if it is, can it please be a restaurant where, you know, I could find, figure out, do, uh-uh. But what again. Did, what did they start for dinner? They made fajitas. Ah, oh, you can't go wrong with fajitas. Can't go wrong with fajitas. They were, they, they personally are delightful. The dinner was lovely. The dog was adorable. Um, everything was lovely. And then. Except the drive. Well, no, even the drive home didn't matter. It's just. Ugh, you just pulled me out of my web of comfort to do this. And that's really always been my complaint on here. So yesterday was an outside Melissa's box as I got in the spaceship with Stuart and drove 40 minutes on 76 to get to our destination. Outside Melissa's box. Yeah. I'm glad we brought that back. So, okay. And I have the same problem too. It's the whole anticipation with the dread, what could go wrong you know, sometimes you do, like I said, you do have to push yourself outside the box, but uh, I don't know. Sam was here for a week, right? Yes. We didn't leave the house. That's what I was going to ask you. What did you do in that week? I mean, don't tell me everything. Just No, no. What I'm saying is we did, you know, there was a lot of, um, we just spent a lot of time together because we don't really get a chance to spend a lot of time together. We went out for drives. We took like long drives. We went, um, 
but that's in the comfort of your yes. home away from home. Right. Right. We went out to dinner a couple nights, you know, something that she wanted to do. And, you know, the thing is, too, about Sam is she's kind of an introvert, too, in a certain way. So, you know, she doesn't want to go, you know, meeting people that she doesn't know for the first time. It's, you know, you almost have to put on a face for that. You absolutely have to put on a face. for Right. That. Especially when you're an introvert. And I wasn't really at my best because I wasn't feeling well. I had some issues, health issues going on at the time she was here. So, you know, we did. We had a really good time. But I understand what you're saying. Like right now, one of the things that I'm seeing a therapist, one of the things they say is you need to get out more. And what I've done is I've created so much chaos around here through editing and podcasting that I can't get out of my house. Like since I woke up at nine o'clock, eight o'clock this morning, I've been doing podcasting stuff until this very moment. And here it is Monday. It's after four o'clock. So I've done that. And I haven't even edited anything yet. Everything was consulting and recording. You and I are a lot more alike than Either one of us would probably admit because that your editing and your gig is my dogs. Right. I've always had a reason to be home and planted here because they have really lassoed me and held me down to this house because this one needs to be pilled every X hours. This one is dying. This one is brand new to our house and we need to acclimate. Like there's always. A right. That's why I wouldn't let that, I would not let that dog. I would not foster that dog. If I was Stuart and he's not going to do this because he's a, he's a nicer guy than I am. I would say, nope, we're going down to one. We only need one. You can obsess over one. Why obsess over more? Yeah, I think that she's going to freak out when she's the only dog. I think she's going to been the, with all these other dogs. She's always had a whole dog family. Have you ever asked her? Maybe she would love the fact that she's only child now. Maybe she would love that fact. You know, if you're a young, if you're the youngest child and then all of a sudden the other ones move out, now you have everybody's attention and nobody around. Maybe that's better. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah, you don't like that idea. I don't know, but I'm not, I'm not (laughs) fighting you on it. Like maybe. (laughs) You want that new dog. I just met him today and he was pretty spectacular. I'd like for Stuart to meet him. Yeah, I'm sure Stuart's going to meet him. My cousin, his daughter, is the same thing. Any kind of animal that's in distress, she brings it home and fosters it. And then she doesn't want to get rid of it. They just can't speak for themselves. They're like the trees. They just cannot speak for themselves. People can be their own advocate. You can pull yourself up by the bootstraps. You cannot do that if you are an animal. You just can't. And it's... They yeah, but you, it's not your job to save all the dogs. How do you know that? I know it. You have a family. You have two children and a husband. There's nothing wrong with having a dog. But when you have three dogs and it's just, it's this crazy mixed up pile of dogs that's, that's you know, pilling and this and that. It's silliness. Three months from now, I'm only going to have two. So that's where, I mean, of course, I did euthanize Wilby and I left there and I said to the vet, please don't let me get any more dogs. It hurts too much. Please don't let me do this again. I'm telling you right now, if I know your vet, your vet probably said, hey, listen, you know that dog that's over there? You send that over to the Brilliance. It'll get excellent care. Tag her, I her, in, it. Tag yes. her, tag her in this photo. You'll have, you'll have, she'll have a dog in 90 seconds. Yes. Yeah, it's it's crazy. Guys, if you're listening, dear listener, tell me what you think about just trying to rescue everything. I've tried to rescue people too. Oh, John, I have a friend who's moving out to Lancaster. She's moving because of her husband's job. She's moving out and her kids, you know, they're all in college now, but one of them is graduate, has graduated college and is living in their house locally here. 
am commuting into the city and her parents are moving. So I don't know what she's going to do for a living. And I, I think I might have partially joking, partially serious said, you know, you could just camp out in my basement for a little bit till you have a plan. Oh, no. And Stuart said, what the fuck did you just say? <laughs> I, it's not. So it's not just dogs. It's people, too. I col- I'm a collector. You know, Stewart should have a dump button like they have in radio (laughs) so that when you say something, he can hit the button. I talk a lot. It's going to be hard for him to keep his finger on that trigger button to to dump what I say. Holy mackerel. I wonder if if she's thinking about it. (laughs) I wonder if she even remembers I said it. Well, again, she's living at home. Her parents move out. You know, it's time she's got a job. Go get a house. Go get an apartment. Go go off and live. Get out from, you know, jump out of the nest and fly, kids. Yeah, well, that's the goal for all parents. Maybe they're moving so that she does leave. I don't know. (laughs) Maybe that's the goal. You know, my nephew uh, lives in Atlanta. He's like 30 years old. He's not married. He's got a bunch of friends. There's like six or seven of them. They get an apartment together and they, you know, they pitch in and all. And they live. They live a very minimalistic life. They go do things. They go out places. They're traveling. His week, he's in in Charleston, South Carolina, and next week he's going to Texas. I mean, he's all over the place, and he works. He has a job that's, uh, well, he works, he does editing with me. I mean, he's my partner, and he just takes his equipment with him, and he goes over, and he does. He works wherever he's at, and I think that's fantastic. That's you don't a generational have to, thing. That's definitely that a generational thing. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. it's great if that works for you. I mean, he's going to meet a girl. Has he met a girl? Yeah, he's met a few, but he's, nothing has stuck yet. Okay, well, when something sticks. Um, he, they're going to want to plant roots somewhere, don't you think? Or do you think they're going to be tiny house people who just... Well, it depends. I, like I said, I don't know. I mean, he's he unfortunately has seems to have his uncle's taste in women. He, you know, the crazier they are, the more he likes them. That's you, by the way. Exactly. I'm his uncle. <laughs> that's you, by the way. Yeah, Dear it's... listener, if you're wondering who his uncle might be, that's John. That's right. the full Jamingo. Mm-hmm. So... You know, we'll see what happens with that. But I do like that idea of being, you know, more of a minimalist. And if you're what's more minimalist than living with your parents. So find some people, go reach out, branch out and start getting experience, life experience. I think that's what you need to do. And even if you find a house, you can buy a house and just have all of those people come and live with you. And they'll pretty much pay for you living in that house. That's the smart thing to do. Right. That's the real smart thing to do. So Stuart says, you know, he's always looking for new business. We're talking about, you know, Ethan's going to go to college in two years, God willing. So he's like, well, maybe in another couple of years, we'll buy a house there so his friends could rent it from him. And I thought, in a college town, you want to rent a house? Have you been to college? Do you know what they do in those rental houses that that these college kids stay in? Because I do. And I don't think you want to own that house. But it's a business. Right. I If I could go back and tell 20-year-old John anything, I would tell him to continue to buy houses and then rent them out. And then, you okay. know, and by the time you're in your 50s, you would have like 10 houses. Uh, the mortgages would be paid off and they would be your pension. Those rentals would be your pension. Real estate is the biggest regret you have not investing more? Yeah, absolutely. Because you just forget about not you know, the, the, the appreciation and everything in it, but just the income that you get from it. My, my uncle, the, the house that I live in now that I rent from him, he has like seven or eight places and that's his pension. You know, he goes and collects the rent checks and then he knows how much he's getting every month and he's got a pretty damn good pension. So if something happened with your house, he has to fix it. He has to. 
Yeah, but there's insurance for that, too. You know what I mean? There's certain insurances. Yeah, there's certain things here or there that go bad with a house. But, you know, it's basically it's a sound house. And I guess, you know, there could be problems. But uh, I'm trying to think whatever. They had a, a tornado where straight line winds hit the one place that he had and uh, did damage to the roof and everything. Insurance took care of it. So now he's got a new roof on everything and the siding is done. And Do you think people thought they would get financial planning today on Brilliant Observations? Probably not. Oh, well, then yes. it's a bonus and you're welcome. Dear right. listener, thank you so much for listening to us today. And we would love to hear from you. John is sitting back seeing if I could pull this piece off. Um, you can find us on all the social media at Listen Brilliant. I'm assuming you are listening, looking at either Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook. You can email us at brilliantobservations at gmail.com. And we really, really wish you would because... How the hell do we know that we're not just talking to ourselves? Please tell us you're out there and what your thoughts are. And I guess for our next episode, this is really dragging it out. We will talk about the perfect movie. Um, please let us know what you think it is. Thanks for listening. And what I miss. That's it, I think. Or the website. Yeah, you know where to find us. Brilliant <laughs> I couldn't do it either. I couldn't do it either. We need to write this stuff down so when Jess leaves... Yeah, I would have it, on a sticky pad on my laptop and I would do it, but it's always been her gig, so... Right, exactly. Then she leaves early and we sound like boobs. All right, dear listener. Boob. We'll talk to you next week. Bye. Bye.